0: What does a narcissist do at the end of a relationship or when that toxicity is coming to a place of like, hey, we need to break up or this needs to happen? What do they actually do? What actually comes out? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge, which you can join us at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here talking about narcissism and narcissistic abuse, then subscribe. Click on that notification to be able to hear and see any videos that pop up as we drop videos every single day. Today we're going to talk about six things that you often see at the end of a relationship with a narcissist, with a toxic person. I have a couple other videos of narcissists at the end of the relationship, like specifically like little pieces about it, about how they change and manipulate and diving into that. So feel free to be able to check out some of those. But today I want to have you see and help prepare you of some of the thoughts of what's going to happen when you're actually going into the end of a relationship with a narcissist, when you're starting into the that divorce process, separation, things like that, and what's typically happening as the demise of the relationship comes to fruition. Well, oftentimes as you're getting closer and closer to the end of the relationship, that's when you're going to see a narcissist slowly start to develop a smear campaign. Sometimes you won't see that till the end of the relationship, but sometimes there'll be little things early on of where they're putting in small slights or putting in different things to your Friends, your family, two different neighbors, people around you, and you're like, wait a second. Like, this doesn't seem to match up to the same loving person that they've communicated to me that they were going to be or that they tried to be. And all- Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oftentimes, that smear campaign is really small. It's the idea of like trying to start that before the relationship has separated to position themselves as the winner or to look good in the place of everything that's happening. This can be small little digs that later down the road, they're like, you see, you remember I told this person about this and I told you about this was happening with my relationship to try to position them that they look better than you or to position you to look like the crazy person in the relationship. Ultimately, the main idea of starting to develop this is so that they look good and they look in control of what they're doing and then you are the one that are spiraling out. Well, we're going to dive into six things you often see at the end of the relationship. Number one is a lot of times narcissists will start to develop flying monkeys. They'll try to find people to get on their side. Sometimes that's with the smear campaign, the small pieces. And sometimes it's just trying to get other people to say, hey, ascribe to my reality. Ascribe to what I'm seeing, what I'm projecting or what I'm putting out there. For me, a lot of times in the work environment, I would normally want to bring people onto my side so that I would make sure that I get them to be able to follow me versus someone else's idea. I'd look at different ideas that have been put out in leadership, and I'd be like, that idea is stupid. Let me bring in my idea, and let me go ahead and talk to all these people to make sure they align with my idea. The goal is, let me make sure that their opinions are pumping me up, and then I get people on my side. In a relationship with a narcissist, typically they're going to your friends, your family, or other people that they have in their life to try to bring them into their reality saying, hey, this is what's going on. Like, this person's crazy. They're yelling at me. They're like abusing me because of reactive abuse. They're doing all these different things to try to bring people onto their side, their reality of like, oh, this is what's happening. Help me with this. Sometimes this will look in the victim mentality of like, I'm getting abused. Sometimes it will look in more of the overt aspect of like, hey, this person is awful. Like, can you see how awful they are? And not even go to the victim side, but just be like, this person's awful and really like shame and and smear a lot of people in that aspect. So a lot of times, number one is develop flying monkeys. Number two is when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, especially in a marriage and you're getting ready to go into a divorce or a separation, stuff like that. A lot of times what we'll see is people that start to go into blowing or hoarding money. So like trying to hide it. Like all of a sudden, there's money that starts to disappear from different accounts that you're not sure where they're going or what it's going towards. Sometimes you'll see like different accounts that you've never even known about before come back on a tax return. You're like, what is this? And then you start to realize they've been pulling money slowly but surely away from the relationship. Sometimes when you get into a separation, the toxic person in your life will quit their job or will get fired in order to be able to say, I don't have money to be able to pay child support. I don't have money to be able to help with alimony or spousal support or whatever it might be to try to be able to make it and phrase it so that they're not the bad guy. I can't pay because I don't have the money, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes they'll just say, hey, I don't have it. It's not something that I'm able to do, but then you start to see, wait a second, like if you don't have it, then how did you spend all this money on this trip? Or how did you spend all this money on a remodel of the house? And it starts to not make sense and it starts not to add up. Sometimes they'll just go through that same process, trying to spend all the money and trying to blow it so that you don't have access to the money that they have especially if you're going into a divorce process the goal is hey let me go ahead and get rid of it that way i can say i don't have it and that way you don't have access to it because at the end of the day the big aspect of narcissism is control of i have to control what's happening and if i can't i'm gonna at least control i'm getting rid of the money so that you don't have access to it so that i win A lot of times when people are going into a relationship like this and trying to work through this process at the end you have to figure out what you need to do legal wise to put a freeze on some assets or some housing or some different pieces to make sure that they're not just blowing all the money and you're not getting anything when that is your rightful due based on divorce whatever it might be okay so oftentimes they'll develop flying monkeys they'll blow or hoard a lot of the money Third one, a lot of times we see in the relationship and at the end of the relationship is still the same, which is blame shifting. The idea that the narcissist cannot be wrong. Like, I don't want to be wrong. No matter what, I can't be wrong. That's why I would never even say I was wrong. It was something that didn't seem possible to come out of my mouth. I had to be the victim. It was always all your fault, not my fault. It was always your fault. So at the end of the relationship, that just keeps ramping up. Is even like the relationship, its demise is your fault. It has nothing to do with me. Yes, I cheated on you, but that was because of you. You know, yes, I lied to you, but that was because of you. It's always turning around and putting it back on you, making it seem like it is your fault no matter what. The end of the day, the the blame has to sit on you, cannot sit on the narcissist. This is why a lot of times you'll have a narcissist that'll say, hey, this is your fault and then they take it and they package it up in a different aspect and they're like okay maybe it's not just your fault maybe it's our fault you know maybe it's something that you know maybe it's not just me maybe it's not just you maybe it's us together that has never changed the actual thought process of the blame is still all going on you so develop flying monkeys they'll either blow or they'll hoard the money or they'll blame shift a lot of times at the end of the relationship, I have other videos about this, but there'll be a change in temperature. Like there'll be a last minute like change, like care, a love bombing aspect. All of a sudden it goes from rage to caring. And you're like, wait a second, you just said you hated me and you want to be away from me. And now you're saying you love me and you can't wait to have me back. Like there's a lot of different things that gets really confusing and it messes with your head of like, wait a second, maybe there is a change. Maybe they have done something different and oftentimes it still locks you in to the act best aspect of the trauma bond at this time they'll do anything to save the relationship in order to look good this is when I'll be like hey I'll go to counseling I'll go to therapy I'll fix this kind of a thing on my side and then when you're like no I'm still leaving well you know see I tried but they didn't listen and so it's all a way to be able to flip it around so I don't feel bad about myself The other aspect is they'll start to guilt trip you, of like with that, of like, hey, I tried, so it's therefore it's your fault. So I'm gonna guilt trip you because you now are the one that's rejecting me. You're the one that's pushing me away. You're the one that's leaving me. That's abandoning me. That's hurting me because you're doing all this instead of thinking about our family or instead of thinking about our kids or whatever it might be like it has to be able to flip of like okay I tried you rejected that now I'm going to guilt trip you what about me What about the kids? What about when I needed you? You're leaving me when I'm at my worst. You know, all these different types of things a lot of times will come out when the narcissist at the end of the relationship is trying to guilt trip you into trying to control you into trying to make you stay. Not because they want you to stay, but because it makes them look better to other people that they actually tried. Families have a lot going on. The last one that we have here uh, that I labeled is post separation abuse. Now, this could be after the divorce, or this could just be during the separation period as the relationship is finishing, ending, and then divorce papers, all this kind of stuff. The post-separation abuse is still an aspect of trying to make sure that they get what they want, that they get what they want out of you, and that they get you out of the court system. Like, let's go to mediation instead of actually you know, dealing with the court system. They'll get you to a place where you're vulnerable. They'll get you trying to do anything they can to make you react and to still control control you the thing is a lot of times they're going to continue to bring things up to you to either control you or to distract you from the actual things that are happening so typically we won't see like hey we're at the end of the relationship like hey let's part ways and we're done you don't see that you still see a continued effort to manipulate to control and to poke you enough so that you react to the point where they can still twist it in their minds that they're in control, that they're better, that you're crazy, whatever it might be. If any of this has resonated and you want some more information or you just want some more help along this journey, please visit us at narcapp.com. Stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. N-A-R-C-A-P-P, that is an app that we've developed and built to be able to help people on their journey of getting away from toxicity and getting away from a narcissistic person. There's people inside there to help you with community, with courses, with advice, with accountability, with weekly lives, with check-ins, all different types of things to help you on your growth, on your healing journey. So check it out at NARCapp.com.